<laughs> we got a Ben Shapiro burn. We did it. We did it. <laughs> In the wake of the catastrophic fires that absolutely destroyed the historic town of Lahaina on Maui, foreign investors, developers, and realtors are already capitalizing on this catastrophe through a targeted land grab. We'll be talking about this and how it relates to disaster capitalism today on the left wing. I'm Dr. Erica Okamoto, um, a host of the Cocktails and Capitalism podcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, John Cooper of Counterpoint Politics, as well as recurring guest, TJ Whitehead of Powers Taken, Not Given, and special guest, Leah, who goes by Socialist Sleuths on social media. While fires are still raging in parts of Lahaina and elsewhere on Maui, uh, less than half of the burn zone has been searched. 111 people are confirmed dead and about a thousand people are still missing. Uh, that that the death toll is likely to balloon in the coming days as they continue to search the devastated areas. This is the deadliest fire that the country has seen in over a hundred years. This is a quote from police chief John Pelletier who says, no one has ever seen this that is alive today. Not this size, not this number, not this volume. And we're not done. So they are, they are going to uncover many, many more people who have been killed by this. 4,500 people may still be in need of shelter. And 80, 86% of the nearly 3,000 structures burned were residential. It's estimated that rebuilding could cost $5.52 billion. And much of the disaster response has been conducted by locals who are running around sleepless, trying to provide mutual aid to their community members uh, while they're saying things like, there's no one here to help. R where is Red Cross? Where are the other people showing up? I mean, I think, I think Red Cross did show up, but there has been a devastatingly low amount of uh, disaster response. Um, I wanted to touch on just kind of some of the causes. So this the, the reason why we're seeing these devastating fires, in addition to climate change, in addition to the severe droughts uh, as of late, um, the impacts of colonialism on the Hawaiian islands are massive. Basically, after the coup to take over um, control of the islands, a few really, really wealthy missionary families ended up controlling all of the business, basically, the entire economy on the islands. Um, I think it was five wealthy families, missionary families that were running the the sugar industry. Um, and to do that, they completely remade the ecology of the islands. they They basically went in and they brought foreign, you know, uh, invasive species, invasive grasses that are very, very, you know, they're good for livestock to eat, but then they are like creating a tinderbox. And especially after they shut down these, these um, sugar plantations, and they are not maintaining these lands, they're just become unruly, um, just ready for a massive disaster, a massive fire. Um, then you have, then you add, uh, then you add uh, tourism to the mix, you add, like this completely different economic system where much of the resources of the island are going to the wealthy tourists who are coming in and then leaving. So, you know, water being diverted from communities to golf courses and to, you know, uh, hotels. So you have this lack of water. There were people saying that they ran out of water while they were trying to, you know, the firefighters ran out of water while they're trying to like 
hose down their own homes. You know, they can't do anything at that point. They're just stuck there. Absolutely devastating. But I wanted to tie all this into um, disaster capitalism, a concept that was really coined by Naomi Klein in her book, The Shock Doctrine, um, The Rise of Disaster Capitalism. So she she describes that as, let me find the quote here. Um, she describes uh, disaster capitalism as follows. The way I define disaster capitalism is really straightforward. It describes the way that private industries spring up to directly profit from large scale crises. That is what we are seeing on Maui. We are seeing like all of these foreign, foreign interests coming in and trying to scoop up the land that is being burned under people's feet, preying on these people who are in the worst disaster of their lives, many of whom have lost family members, are finding remains for people that they can't identify and sending in DNA samples. At, meanwhile, there's tourist companies that are, you know, taking people out snorkeling and there are, you know, uh, yeah, just these companies continue to try to profit while uh, the this island is, is still on fire. It's absolutely insane. Um, so I wanted to just talk a little bit about disaster capitalism and hear what your guys' reactions were to all of this. Well, I mean, I was I, actually uh, going to add. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that uh, one other uh, big polluter for Hawaii, specifically in terms of our colonialist history uh, of um, being there is the military. The U.S. military. Uh, it, yep. yep, the U.S. military is one of the biggest polluters in Hawaii, uh, specifically with those with these massive fuel tanks that they bury deep underground that slowly seep into the waterways that also decrease the amount of viable drinking water specifically. Um, and so it's just the abuse that has come from the United States as a nation that illegally commandeered this sovereign nation um, many years ago. It just hasn't stopped. Uh, and I definitely agree with Naomi Klein's assessment of um, disaster capitalism as a whole. We've seen it time and time again. We saw it with Hurricane Katrina, like she talks about in her book. We saw it with Iraq. We've seen it uh, in so many places. Um, and it will continue to happen because there is no better time for the capitalists to profit than when the people that you are trying to buy from are weak and weak as in they have nothing else. They they have nowhere else to turn is basically what okay. I'm saying. Um, and specifically mm -hmm. we're seeing that with this land grab right now in Hawaii where people they're they're so financially distraught given everything that they lost that what's the alternative? What's the alternative than to sell their land for a lot of these people because they just lost everything. And that's the best time for a capitalism for a capitalist to pounce because mm -hmm. you know, that's when they're most vulnerable. If there's any old yeah, sunny things out there, of course they're gonna do it. Because of the implications. Because of the implication, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw the governor of Hawaii was uh, uh, attempting to, is in t attempting to instate a uh, like a moratorium on uh, on capitalists trying to buy the uh, the devastated land. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. I saw that right before we came on, and now. I think the sentiment is good because, uh, yes, you are exploiting people in their moment of need and, you know, hey, they need money. And, you know, uh, sure, it's a long term. It hurts them. But, you know, you can't worry about the long term if you're going to be dead. But uh, I like the uh, the idea. But in the meantime, these people need to be taken care of. And I am not I am not totally confident that they will be. 
So yeah. I, I, you have to do both. You can't choose one or the other. You have to take care of the people and make sure that they're not exploited by uh, land developers. But uh, uh, it's, 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 it's half measures like we're used to. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe the governor of Hawaii will pull a rabbit out of a hat and surprise me and like, uh, you know, uh, provide uh, universal income for these people. But uh, we'll see. Did you see the Airbnb thing of, um, I follow, I've got, I forgot their name, um, but they are Hawaiian and they've been speaking about this. Um, and they were posting about how they're an activist in Hawaii. I should really look up who this is, but um, they were tweeting about how with so many Airbnbs in Hawaii and so many people that have been specifically in the more indigenous side of the communities, because like we said, they've been siphoning resources from these indigenous areas with local communities and taking it for the foreigners. So those are the communities that were hardest hit with the fires, given that that's where a lot of this was happening um, in terms of lack of resources which is, you know, common with capitalism, that the wealthy get a golden ladder off of the Titanic while the rest of us are yeah. gripping onto that raft like at the end of the Titanic movie. But I just, uh, there was talk about seizing Airbnbs, uh, specifically because, you know, they have been taking from the local communities in terms of uh, places that you can afford rent and turning them for profit. And so people were talking about maybe it's time that we just seize all the Airbnbs. Um, and I'm I love for it. one. Airbnbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are, but mine are yes. I mean, so, I figured that you're all about seizing the means of production and everything. You know, <laughs> got a little bit redder as you were talking just now. You know. <laughs> the the thing here is like, Leah, you mentioned earlier positive and negative externalities. There are positive externalities of capitalism. There are, you know, uh, one of them being that the rich get richer and that's positive for the rich. But one of the negative externalities is climate change, as you mentioned, that, uh, what is it, 100 companies account for 71% of all global emissions, right? And, you know, obviously these people aren't necessarily communicating in like this evil cabal. It's just by the economic incentives that we give them, we incentivize them to make as much profit as possible. But we don't have them pay the cost, the negative externalities of creating that profit. And Eric, you mentioned, what, what was it, $7 billion, or, what, billions and billions of dollars to, to repair the damages from this fire. 0.52, and yeah. are the people who created the, the, the negative externalities that caused these fires, are they going to be paying that money? No, the taxpayer is. You know, we are all paying the cost of that, but only a small group of people are getting the profits. And yeah. then what happens? As you mentioned, the, the, there's climate capitalism. It devastates the area. People are forced to sell their land because they need the money. And who are they selling it to? They're mm -hmm. selling it to the rich people, the who, people. Are, who are disproportionately affecting climate change. And it's such fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, like I, again, I, I often talk about like, yeah. if these are like two kindergartners in a fight, You'd be like, yeah, no, it's fucking bullshit that the one kindergartner is causing the class to not have recess. And then, I don't know, the one kid has to sell his fucking homework slip to the kid who caused the class not to have recess because they needed it because they were relying on recess for money. I don't know. This analogy didn't work out too well, but I tried it. And, and that's, that's the point. But, but, the point no, is but that... that's the thing is. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that's that's. 
that I think is kind of a thing that I think is so difficult for leftists. And I wonder if you guys are the same, specifically when it comes to climate change, if I see this and I'm just like, how do you not see it for what it is being that this system makes the rich richer and yeah. the poor poorer with how it's been going for the past 100 years. And I think that the thing that terrifies me is for a while growing up, I don't know if you guys experienced this too, of like the, the early 2000s where they're like, all the polar bears are going to die. You're never going to see a polar bear ever again. And they like really hammered that home with the polar bears. But all of us kind of, at least for me, I was like, that's sad. And I really love the polar bears. But at the same time, like, that's not my everyday. That's not my day to day. So it was easier for people to, I think, distance themselves from the idea of climate change, specifically in Western wealthy nations where they weren't necessarily seeing the effects yet, even though we knew that it was coming. But now we're seeing the effects here. We saw it with California back in like what? Two years ago when the sky was orange, we saw it with New York that the sky was orange recently. We now have Maui that's on fire. People had to flee from Greece during their vacation. Like we're seeing it all around with these fires and people are still denying that climate change is even real. People are still saying that it is the, that it is the cabal, like, you know, the far right talking point that the cabal wants you to believe in climate change. And I'm like, I just don't understand how they can't Ugh. see it that why would someone try to convince me that climate change is something that's real to make them more profit when the thing that is making them the most profit is the status quo. That is what they want to keep, what they want to maintain yeah. the system that like they want to maintain the system that got us billionaires to begin with. Like, and that wasn't a system that they're trying to create. We already have it. We have billionaires. The planet's on fire. I don't know what else to tell you. I think that it's essentially the people who say this, because like, one of the more infuriating things about this incident is the conspiracy theories about it. And I cannot yeah. stand okay. conspiracy theories. I, well, I mean, I mean, some conspiracy theories are real, but you know, like but the TJ, wild things, like trees didn't burn. Like, the trees obviously. didn't burn. Did you see that? <laughs> there, not every tree was burned to the ground. That was filled with 40 gallons of water. And wow. look at this. Some houses didn't burn down. It thinks the world's like thinking something's going on here. And it's all it is is people who don't want to acknowledge climate change. That that's all it is. It's like they 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 have no interest in it and they don't they either don't believe it's real or don't care that it's real. So they gotta point to the fact that they are doing some damage to us. Oh, and so what's your solution to do something about they? But fucking nothing. So that that's it. Like I, I don't I don't actually give them more power. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They are betters. They don't know what I to don't do. Trust them. Give them all the power. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, uh, what you said, Leah, about um, you know, it's it's reaching different places now. Even these like exotic destinations that wealthy people spend all their money to go and you know vacation there. Um, it makes me think, like, you know climate change, it's not just going to come, it's going to affect the poor first. It's going to affect the global South first. Absolutely. But it is not going to discriminate really. Like at a certain point, if you buy your fucking vacation home in Maui, it's going to burn with the rest of the homes there. You know, you can't it's escape in it California. even with your well, money. Like <laughs> in Florida, yeah. they won't insure homes. Like literally insurance companies like, we're not going to insure, like, like they're skyrocketing insurance prices for homes because they know they know what's going to happen with climate change. John, you can sell your house to the fish. You can oh. stop, <laughs> stop complaining. <laughs> we got a Ben Shapiro burn. We did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Getting one in per segment. 
What we need, <laughs> we, we need to do more nuclear tests to create some sentient fish species oh, that we can go. sell our homes to. That's as clearly- long as they're gay, I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the frogs. Um, <laughs> Damn it. I, um, I keep meaning to do videos about this, but I'm I'm- the the people who are pushing conspiracies and saying that this is big green that is trying to say that this is climate change that it it makes me more infuriated than pretty much anything else because it's like you not only are you like a useful fool for the fossil fuel industry but like you yeah you've swallowed every single line that they have put out knowingly deceiving the public the fossil fuel industry knew that they were deceiving the public and you swallowed it all up and you're regurgitating all of that nonsense because you're a fucking fool to these corporate interests. Like, when are you going to wake up and realize that that's the world that you're playing in society to just mimic and parrot fucking corporate talking points? Do you really want to be oil. that person? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, I I always liked uh, that people say that, listen, the whole climate change thing is nonsense it's just backed by these greedy scientists that are you know getting paid for this mm -hmm. you know they're 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 really going after those fifty thousand dollar grants you know uh, exxon and their billions of dollars they're all in the up and up they're perfectly fine i'm sure they're they're being honest but we can't trust those scientists like actually it's <laughs> this was that's what like, these people aren't genuine they they really don't believe what they say i don't believe it for a second yeah. And this has been a pretty negative conversation. Obviously, it's a disaster. Um, it's an existential crisis with climate change. But our next segment that we will be discussing, uh, which will pop on YouTube probably after this one, uh, is going to talk about a very positive thing in regards to climate change. Uh, so if you are interested in a little, uh, you know, <laughs> happiness uh, to go after this palette uh, cleanser here <laughs> yeah, this, yeah a palette cleanser i definitely stay tuned on the channel um and that'll be coming out you know probably tomorrow all right and just cool. right before i let you folks go i just wanted oh. to add that um the there has been a class action lawsuit filed two class action lawsuits filed over the weekend alleging that the wildfires were caused by hawaiian electrics energized power lines that were knocked down by strong that. winds um so and the company chose not to de-energize the power lines after they knew some of the poles and lines had fallen and were in contact with the vegetation on the ground. So, um, you know, like PG&E, the, the lawsuits against them, um, hopefully we will be seeing more accountability for the companies that are, uh, you know, using these horrible practices and putting people's lives in danger, killing people.